0: Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. On this week's episode, the guys talk about why 3% interest rates wouldn't really help the housing market, all while enjoying Green River Single Barrel Select bourbon whiskey. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks, powered by Living in Colorado, the Mile, perspe- the mile High Perspective on YouTube, and Fathom Realty. My name is Charlie Sardelli, and as always, I am here with
1: Jameson Amoros,
0: what's going on, guys?
2: Oscar Ibarra.
0: And uh, what, do, what do we do on this, on this podcast?
1: Well, who are we? What do we do? We, what are we, we doing? We, I'm, we I'm taking up space today. That's what, what is that, I'm doing. What does that mean, <laughs> <laughs> are, I, we, are we three realtors <laughs> here in Colorado? We, we do, are we, three we we
2: realtors here in Colorado here to give you information and answer questions.
0: Boom. And you know the weather's nice out and spring is coming because Oscar's got the pastel hat on. Boom. I love it.
2: Easter.
1: Rocking it. Mm. Rocking it. I feel like... I'm in a helicopter right now, <laughs> and I'm looking down at a train track, and I'm seeing two trains on the same track coming at each other, <laughs> and I know what I'm about to witness, but I can't stop it. Yeah. That's how I feel like this podcast is going to go today. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a yeah. fun one. Are you trying to say it's a train wreck? Not yet. Yeah. I'm in the helicopter. I'm just, I'm watching it going, no. Well, okay. So,
2: I'm the train with no brakes.
1: There you
2: go. His train has some breaks. Hopefully. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see.
0: see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, guys, on uh, on this podcast. Jameson's going to crash. We, uh, uh, <laughs> for that. He's just we don't only himself. talk about real estate, um, but we also drink and review different bourbons. This is bourbon number 58. And uh, while we're talking about real That's estate. That's
1: why I picked it, because it's 58% alcohol by volume. Boom. Bam. Mic drop. <laughs> Hold on while he picks up his pen. <laughs> I need that later. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, guys, so on today's episode, um, while we're checking out the bourbon, we also want to cover something, and honestly, this is a topic I chose, because it's... Because uh, you're angry.
1: It, yeah. Because you're angry. I, I just, you chose it because you're angry? Yes, 100%. Some, I, I can some, admit that. some would be nice and say, he's passionate. No, he's this man is fucking mad. I am. I've made videos about it he already. But he is mad. He is mad. Hey, we have, uh Karen. Relax. <laughs> I like it. I'm just saying, like, some people are like, yeah, oh, he's yeah. passionate. No, he's mad. No, I'm mad about and it. he should be mad. Because. You should be mad. What we're going to talk about today is there I have is a whole topic a about
2: that passion and mad thing. I'm
1: about <laughs> yeah. The
0: There's a, uh, Madly a candidate passionate. running for president right now um, on the independent card. And a huge part of his platform is that he is pushing. He is going to bring back 3% interest rates so younger people can buy a home. And where I really appreciate the sentiment. And again, I have no issues with this with, this, with who's running or anything like that, other than that one tidbit, that one voice note of 3% interest rates are what's gonna help fix the housing market. Because at the end of the day, 3% interest rates are a reason that we got to where we are right now, one huge reason. Uh, so that's what we're gonna talk about today, basically why having 3% interest rates on mortgages will not <clears throat> help the housing market and make affordability better.
1: And maybe why, you know, Having eighty-year-old white men running a country dominated by millennials and Gen X is probably not the greatest fucking idea on the planet. I can't. I can't wait for you to drop that stat later on. Juan, mm. On the millennials. There's going to
2: yep. be a comment or two there. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. <sighs> you
2: like Slippery. I'm oil. I'm oil. <laughs> uh, they coming like for said, you, Mister Account Number Five Three Four Seven Eight. <laughs> what is it? I'm rubber, you're glue. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever you say, to exactly. Me exactly.
0: Uh, Uh, On today's episode, the bourbon that we are going to be drinking actually is older than Prohibition style, the 1920. So the bourbon that we're drinking today is Green River, uh, straight Kentucky bourbon, Mm -hmm. and it is their small batch. So as Jameson alluded to it earlier, but this is a 119 proof. So it's... We call it the Mike Tyson. Yeah. It'll (laughs) knock your ass out. It'll (laughs) knock you out. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what though, just right off the bat... The color of this guy is amazing. It's dark. Yeah, it's like is dark. Crimson. Absolutely. Geez. So, Jameson, I know they've got a uh, got a story. Pass. So, they so do. Give us they do
1: have a cool story. Like um, this is this is one of the coolest backgrounds we've had. Yeah, right this a is while. a cool story. So it, they started out. So Green River was founded back in 1885 by J. W. McCulloch or McCullough. McCulloch. McCullough. 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 Uh, it's the 10th oldest distillery licensed in Kentucky. So I'd love to know nine through one would be because eighteen. Eighty-five. I mean, my God, it's a hundred years after we gained independence. Um, they won a bunch of awards in 1901, and then uh, in 1907, this is interesting. They became the most advertised whiskey in the world. Hmm. Okay. At the time. At the time in 1907, um, okay. because of the awards that they won, and there's
2: was it a San Francisco Gold Award?
1: I don't know, because I don't <laughs> think San Francisco even existed at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the gold medal Paris. No, we went back to Europe, baby. Oh, whoa. Yeah, we went to those frog eaters. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they won an award in 1900 at the, uh, the Paris Exposition for Wine and Spirits. And then um, after they won that award, they became the official whiskey of the U.S. Marine Hospital for 18 years That's because right. of its high quality. So it is advertised as the whiskey without a headache, which we mm-hmm. will test that today for you all watching. Yes. Well,
2: back in the day, also whiskey was medicine.
1: Well, and that's that's why I thought it was cool that's because good. but it had to be over hundred percent. Yeah. Which prohibition was mm-hmm. also medicinal whiskey, right? 100, yep. 115 proof. So I would assume that it's going to be on the sweeter side if they stay true. Well, whiskey.
0: yeah, and I mean it's just it's cool. It's, the reason I brought up prohibition is because they yeah. one of their biggest selling points was they were one of the only ones that maintained a license throughout prohibition that's why it's named yeah. prohibition Sal. yeah but it's with
2: the, these guys they did the same exact thing they did and well there was what one of uh prohibition was one of six or seven that maintained yes. during the yep. time i guess this, this have been just, the other one this yeah. is still, was probably one yeah. of the other ones they had an
0: in
1: with the with the marines they did have an in <laughs> with the marines um so hmm. that's that was kind of i mean of cool that's
2: part. not a hard sell it's like huh? they're marines yeah we got booze You're on. (laughs) I just,
1: I mean, anytime I see the phrase high-quality medicinal whiskey, Mm -hmm. I get butterflies. Ooh, this this is good for me. Wish I Um, lived in that I need some medicine right now. Exactly, right? So here's the Colorado connection. In 1917, the whiskey was so popular that at one point, 20 barrels were once traded for interest in a Colorado gold mine. So because of that transaction, it became uh, the most expensive spirit of whiskey Spirit or whiskey ever sold. It was it crypto? Because creak. they essentially sold it for gold. And that was in 18... In what? 1917. 1917. Yep. So
0: three years before Prohibition.
1: Three years before Prohibition. Yeah. Uh, and then some tragedy happened. It burnt down, toasted, toasted, really toasted, 40,000 barrels in 1918.
0: I don't know, man. There's there's a
1: there's an awful lot of these distilleries that, that just burned. Mm-hmm, right before Prohibition. Mm. 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 Interesting, <laughs> interesting. I need
0: a I need a, a forensic historian to come out here and give me give me some lowdown on that. What did the insurance claims look like around yeah. that time? So, of, do you what? guys
1: want to know why that why uh, you never hear about medicinal whiskey anymore? Why oh, is that? Because part of the deal after prohibition was ended was that no whiskey could be marketed as medicinal anymore. So they changed it from a high quality medicinal whiskey marketing plan to the whiskey without regrets. Nice. <laughs> let's drink this bottle and talk about that statement uh and then this is this is the last part of the story so uh they stopped distribution in 1955 and between 1956 and 1993 it changed hands the distillery changed hands several times and it was abandoned in 93
3: you know
2: um that gap right there of when it stopped there's a lot of bourbons that did that Uh because of the bond effect yep James yeah. Bond came on, and mm-hmm. people were. Oh, everybody wanted martinis. Everybody wanted martinis. Yep. Nobody wanted to be like their dad. He yep. was the the hippie era. Yeah. I don't want to be like my dad, and he was an asshole. He drank bourbon, so James Bond comes on the scene, mm-hmm. shaken not stirred. And back then vodka, I don't even think it had it was in vodka, it was a clear spirit. It was clear spirit, yeah. and um, gin. Yeah, they call it the bond effect, and a lot of bourbon suffered during that time. Right? Isn't that so crazy? They, One movie comes out, they they close it's it down.
1: Um, and all of a sudden for for 30, you know, forty years, you just people nobody just drank stopped.
2: bourbon.
0: Nobody drank bourbon. That's wild, dude. And so fun fact on the on the James Bond Shaken Not Stirred thing, there's a there's a little tidbit that I heard as to why he liked it shaken and not stirred. And that's because when you stir vodka or vodka and water together um it actually mixes but when you shake
2: it it crushes ice into it
0: It yep and it separates mm-hmm. so for a spy to have the water on the top and the liquor sitting below it he could sip on his martini and not get drunk as fast as the person he was drinking with mm-hmm. that's I was like, oh, that's pretty. Even if it's even if it's not cool, that's, that's that, gift. that. Explanation, or even if it's not real,
1: that explanation is. I'm, I'll take it, I'll, dude. I'll take it. All <laughs> I'll down, I'll take it Charlie out. James um, Bond was not real. <laughs> yeah, he was too. He was real to me. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, fast forward to 2014, they started to rebuild it. They officially opened in 2016 and began distilling. And the thing about all of their bottles is they are aged minimum five years. So from 2016, the first time they actually started distributing it mm-hmm. uh, was in 2022. Nice. awesome yep and then in 2024 they added weeded in single barrel which is what we were drinking today um and that is the story of green river not very to be nice. confused with the green river serial killer <laughs> who knows but cool story I, very I, I cool thought story that was neat
0: a little especially with the neat. ones that we that we that we had it. what was it um uh, uh, royal oak was the last one yeah noble oak the, noble, noble oak yep um yep. and i mean they're they didn't really have a background hey, to you're pretty company. mad about that one
3: well
2: they did they yeah <laughs> I mean, they, I, they plant trees I, 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 for crying out loud. I know you well, were it, angry. I'm just it, it wasn't mean, bad. But it's an Charlie, experience,
0: man. Charlie
1: hated that I, one. I did not like it at all. I hate it. I did it. I'm hate. Sorry. He hated was almost stronger. as mad about that as he is about RFK's <laughs> three exactly. percenters. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, like I want that. You get those two things in a room. <laughs> but yeah, so it is 119 proof. Okay. So again, when we say barrel proof, what we mean is they distill it as is. Not watered down one iota. It is whatever that barrel strength comes out to. And in this case, it's about 58 and a half, 59 you can see it in the color. yes
0: um, for sure.
2: My brain went to space real quick. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy. Who's the detective, of the old school detective that like. Sherlock Holmes? Always got his man. Sherlock Holmes? No, no, real guy.
1: Oh, Jesus. Wait, old school real detective? Yeah. Jack Reacher. No, he's I not real no either, goddamn. God. I have no idea. Old uh, school detective um, that always got his guy? Yeah. And he's a real person.
2: Yeah. Yes, he's a real person. If you guys know, help us Anyway, <laughs> I, I, when <laughs> you were scenario. going with the Bond thing, I was like, well, I wonder how that guy drank his bourbon, because I'm pretty sure he drank bourbon. bourbon. Not that. <laughs> he was real.
1: I'm, I'm confused. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, it's driving but me nuts right now.
0: While Jameson was going over it, I poured oh. it out, because again, this is 120. But go- cheers, gentlemen. Cheers,
2: guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, his yeah,
2: color's awesome.
0: I will say that this is probably the... The coolest color. Yeah, that it's, we've it's had. a it's a nice color. Um, yeah, it's
2: gonna be interesting. This uh, is
1: this is the Jurassic Park
0: color. I will say it it reminds me of the um, <laughs> of the wine the wine cask that we had not too long ago. The color had a kind of yeah, 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 like yeah. a, a yep. hue to it, but mm-hmm. this one is like this one doesn't have like a red hue to it. It's de- it's more more of that oak, like that dark yeah. wood. You definitely it's like I feel like with this one they like rang out the wood, like they. Twisted it up and dropped it. Yeah. In like how dark this is. Yeah,
1: it's hot. <laughs> I'm trying to get past the burn. Yeah. To, me too. To It's s- there. To what, what do you mean? It's there. Oh yeah, it's definitely there.
2: I'll Shove your it. nose in there and really take a right, You here know
1: what here this go. reminds me of though, and Oof. I so I'm starting to see this this parallel of medicinal huh. whiskeys. Like you know, when you're a little kid, your mom rubbed Vicks yeah. under your nose. It's gonna open you up. It. Well, this will. Wow, okay, I thought well, that was just a Hispanic bro. thing. You guys did it too. Oh, oh yeah. dude. Well, I'm Hispanic, but yes.
3: Forget. See,
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, si, si, senor.
0: I will. I Although mean, my daughter speaks better Spanish than I do. But. I will say that the sweetness is the first thing that yes. comes through. If you're going to get anything on the nose, it's the sweetness. You me.
2: know, the, it's, it's it's weird because the um, the fumes, if you will, yeah. go up my nose and down my throat. I could yeah. feel them in my throat. Yep. Wow. Oh, it's you know what, it's, but it's ma- kind of floral. So here, like a rose floral. I'm just going
1: to do a quick prediction, and we have not done it. No, did neck do bar, we, neck we just opened it. We're like, Jesus Christ, this has to breathe. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a prediction that this is going to be way smoother than we think. Down on the nose. I hope so. Yeah. What's the nice. mash bill? Uh, So it is a rye forward, but I believe it's gonna it was be 21% malted barley. Um, Oscar, though, you hit the nail on the head, man, right when you said rose.
0: Yep. Yeah, it is that very floral. floral. Yeah, that no, floral you, you are no, comes through heavy.
1: Yep. Um, here, let me take a look real quick. Before the,
0: the wood is slight, like the it's char barry. is very slight, but Not. it definitely goes like floral.
1: It is. Oh, no, okay, so I was right. Yeah, yep. What were you right about? Well, let's sip it first, okay. and then I want to see what I you think. I'm like.
2: numbing my, <laughs> my <laughs> nostrils. I, I was
1: because it, it is a rye forward bourbon, but yeah, let's, we should. Did you sip it already? All right, go for it, get this first sip in.
2: It's good but it hits it's heavy oh it's
1: spicy now i get chocolate and my tongue is that, burning
2: my tongue is burned too fire. i was like i can't get chocolate i feel like there's fire on my that, tongue n- hold like, up, like numbing almost
0: <laughs> i want that meme to pop hold up wait. hold up wait a <laughs> minute there, something ain't right that you can just <laughs> <laughs> taste them <laughs> no
1: it's Dude, that's complex. Like, I, yeah.
0: The complexity is there, but then also like Prohibition was sweet on the front and it could pass yeah. as yeah. medicinal.
1: Yeah. But this one, like
0: right out of the bat. Whoa. Straight mess. Yeah, this
2: is a man's whiskey.
1: This is straight, yeah. Like Dude, I am um, that aftertaste though, like if yeah. you do it quickly, if you don't let it sit in your mouth. Okay, okay. wait. See what I'm saying? It's always the first drink uh, is yeah. fire, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just
2: took the second one, it was candy. You start, yeah, yeah. I got that it was sweet
1: that sweet, that chocolate.
0: Like
3: Jolly Rancher, hard candy kind of yeah,
0: chocolate on the back end. Mm -hmm. For a five-year minimum age, and the darkness of this, I am surprised that there is not more char. There's Mm -hmm. some cherry in it, definitely cherry. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I mean. That medicinal like that that medicinal weight in your mouth, like that Mm -hmm. that heavier cherry cherry taste, for sure. Huh. Hmm. This is gonna be a cool one to see how it opens mm-hmm. with JC's glass.
1: This is gonna be a really cool um, one to see. But so as far as the mash bill goes, mm-hmm. 70% Kentucky grown corn. Nice. Wow. 21 rye, nine malted barley. No wheat. Holy
0: shit.
2: Man. That's, that's a, real, a
1: that's an awesome mash bill.
2: Yeah, that's a that's that's a hearty mash bill. I was man. gonna
0: say, especially with the with the malted, malted barley.
2: You know, with that much corn, it's not sour. No, no, at all.
0: Well, and that's because it's nine
1: nine percent right. malted. Yep, and then twenty one rye. That's wild. Okay.
2: Wow, it's very yep. it's very.
1: I'm not. I mean, I don't hate herbal. It. I don't herbal, don't hate it. At herbal, all. floral, herbal I mean, yeah. kind of potpourri. This is, kind and of. this is one of those that a drop of water would open. Oh, your thing? Yeah, I
2: put it in my bag. Last I'm week. just gonna put it in my bag. I put it. In, yeah. We're talking about uh, whisking aerating up, aerating, aerating it. For the,
0: for, for <laughs> Which the I'm mi- still curious what that does for the Minnesota, really the bake I know it oxidizes it, it.
1: Yeah. but well,
2: it, it introduces a whole lot of yeah. air and it just yeah. opens it. It's it's bizarre. So it
1: oxidizes it,
2: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will just yes. say though,
1: cool. I want to
0: pat myself on the back as a bourbon drinker because a year ago,
1: yeah, I would have thrown up <laughs> <laughs> with the heat on this. No, thing. dude, this is. <laughs> I, I'm. I I agree with Oscar. This is. I don't want to be sexist. It's a man's bourbon. It is a it is a bourbon, a bourbon, drinker's bourbon drinker's bourbon. Yes. It's 2020. Because I know some, I know <laughs> the some the ladies drinker, out there that yeah. could, it yeah, is could a, handle yeah. the bourbon. Carrie, Carrie Underwood, she'd like this. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. It like, she could write a hell of a song about killing her husband after drinking <laughs> one of these. <laughs> <laughs> that that Pat's going to do a lot of work. Yeah. Now do this. This oh, is good,
0: man. This is Yeah. Good. This is at, huh. okay. I'm excited to hear the price at the end of the episode. Um, ah. With that being said, got the first steps out of the way, gave you guys a little bit of background on Green River. We are going to go ahead and jump into the topic today. And again, um, this is why 3% interest rates are not what you want to see to make
1: the housing market better.
0: Um, and the first, the first point that I want to bring up
1: is... When we want we do like a how, do, how did, like Oscar was talking about, like how did we get here? That's what I was gonna say, right? It, yeah, exactly. Because so, so I, I heard a stat, and I just mm-hmm. want to throw this out there: 2010, 2011, nationwide, we averaged anywhere from 300 to 500 thousand. 300 to 500 thousand new listings nationwide.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Currently, we average about 20 to 30 thousand new listings Wild.
2: nationwide. From, from my memory, per week, per we week. had. At any given moment, about nine months worth of inventory. Correct. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one thousand here in
1: Colorado. Yep. It was. It That's was. There was a surplus. So, so. we're a legit ten percent oh. of what the, we're at. 10%. Oh yeah. 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 Now. If you if you want to break it down to just Colorado back, in, Oscar knows this from 09, 09, 2010, It was about twenty thousand to twenty five thousand listings a week yeah. just in the Denver metro area. Mm-hmm. We're talking twenty five thousand to thirty thousand listings a week nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's That's, it's it's crazy. It's it's, it, it's hard out there in these streets. These
3: it's hard streets. out there for a <laughs> pimp.
1: So Oscar, do you want to give us kind of a rundown of how, in God's name, we got to the inventory levels that we're at? Uh, keep it. My keep mind's
2: it, my keep mind's it, still looking for that detective. But say, yes. Keep
0: it. Keep it TikTok level info. All right. So,
2: basic we economics, need- <laughs> <laughs> right? Mo- mo- <laughs> lot
1: of houses to buy.
2: <laughs> more money, more problems. So um, the the recession caused a surplus in homes, <clears throat> just because a lot of people were losing them. There was a lot of REOs, which is real estate owned bank owned properties, and short sales. Um, a lot of short sales went to foreclosure, and we just had a surplus of homes. So the way that that they combated that, because everybody boomed out of here too, there was there was no labor, and that's why we got um, one of the reasons why um, builders were short on building, and uh, they got behind. Uh, but when the job market came back and the builders were trying to still get labor we did not have it uh people had boomed out to like the oil rigs and stuff they went to texas or whatever so we still had a labor shortage so what they did uh, nationwide is they lowered the interest rates right to stimulate it and they lowered it to about four, five, four percent you know four and a half uh down to close to three um uh, just to get it kick-started and it was a few years that it happened right so you fast forward to 2020 you know we're we're starting a feel the the squeeze on on the on the supply because it, the overage now was you know there was no equilibrium right it's it's uh there the pendulum swung too far we're not we we we, we had a shortage mm-hmm. instead of even par we had a shortage the shortage was already here the pandemic happened and i'm assuming they freaked out they said the consumer's not going to buy anything anymore let's just rock bottom the, the rates well instead of you know, stimulating it caused a huge um, shortage. Be- and on top of the shortage, well, the shortage um, the shortage became because everybody bought because they wanted to, mm-hmm. not because they had to. Yeah. So that's what made all the prices mm-hmm. boom up, mm-hmm. and it just caused chaos. That's why the there's no afford the affordability conversation we keep having. Yeah. Because everybody just boosted the the price points up, mm-hmm. and um, then they try to sever that by 12% interest rates, mm-hmm. and if you follow the uh, any kind of economic model, it, it, it's not just, you know, on a macro level, yes, interest rates and, you know, government and everything else is there, but I think this has, on a, on a smaller scale, an effect, and even on a macro scale, uh, other things have to happen in order for a recession to happen, and they're not happening.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, we you look back prior to 2008, everybody was in this Euphoria of the economy is just going to keep going. We were on a roll, so builders were building houses faster than they could sell them, on the premise that well they're going to, we're, we're going to be able to sell them because people keep making money, people keep making money, and subprime lending happened, and people got into these balloon payments and arms that were just disastrous. So all of a sudden, 08 happens, foreclosures flood the market, builders panic, builders stop building or go out of business or both. Mm-hmm. Then from 2008 to 2020, essentially we'd like to be at about a million starts a month, historically. We've been averaging three to 400,000 over the last 10 years. And when I say starts, I mean like starting single family homes. Mm -hmm. Well, and and, you know. So we've been underbuilding
0: for 10 years. Really, really, you know, to... Oscar just gave a phenomenal high-level overview of what of what I tried to keep this quick and simple. No, but at the Could end of the got day, into it, but. really what happened, like what, what, what happened with the 3% interest rates, right? And again, this is what a lot of people don't know, is the government was backing mortgages. So with that assurance from the government, banks were willing to let those interest rates drop. Down to, I mean, some people got two point five percent, but anywhere between two point five to three point two percent.
2: And and it carried through through inflation too, because yes. uh, when I got into a business, it was in the early two thousands, and we were coming out of the refinance boom. Mm-hmm. We were refinancing people out of their eights, nines into sixes, five and a halves. Yep. So we were already five and a half in oh four, oh mm-hmm. five, and then they just kept messing with that.
0: Well, and what ended up happening, especially Colorado, is a great example of it is when the interest rates hit 3%, and Oscar and Jameson have both both said this multiple times, people that didn't have to buy, weren't forced to, were said, and knew about it, said, oh shit, this is a great opportunity for me, I'm gonna buy a home now. And what that did to us in an already struggling inventory was that took even more homes off the market, and at that 3% interest rate, yes, it opened up the door for more people to be able to buy homes,
1: but by doing that, it threw off supply and demand. So, so many homes. Well, didn't it didn't throw off supply and demand? We had we've had a supply issue for ten years. Yes, right? but What
0: I mean what I mean by throw off supply and de- demand is it created a situation mm-hmm. where the the lane to buy a home went from you know a two inch wide lane to a street wide lane. Sure. And then what that did to home prices, especially here in Colorado. Was so many more people had the ability to buy mm-hmm. that a lot of the people that we don't like talking about the corporations, the people with to, money,
2: but even 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 the the individuals, uh, two factors came in, right? Mm-hmm. They waited, and then when we were in the the heat of things where prices were just crazy, people were sitting at home. They're saying, "Hey, you know what? All of a sudden, I have two hundred thousand dollars in equity. Mm-hmm. I could just pull that money, use damn near free money at two and a half percent. Now you have no mortgage insurance because you're." More than twenty, they were they were transferring most of the equity, and then with a low low interest rate. Yep. So they were keeping their monthly mortgage almost mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. And upgrading homes. Well,
0: and what ended up happening by so many people coming into the market, it led to a house being on the market for twenty four hours and getting four offers. And in order to beat out that offer, you have to go higher than list. Fifteen offers, it was crazy. Right. Yeah. It was it was wild. And so that's that's like the background of of why for me at least. The the whole conversation of like 3% is not, I'm sorry, but it's, it's a, it's a grab. It's, it's pandering at its finest. And, and it's just something for me, like, again, I don't care who you vote for, do your own thing. But when somebody is showing that as a positive, as a way out, it almost at such a high level with so much over a million dollars worth of marketing coming in and, and pushing this out to, to social medias, it's. People hear that oh three percent, and I want you to buy a home, and it yeah everybody wants to buy a home, but if we go back down to that three percent,
2: it's just going to up the prices more.
0: It's going not only up the prices more, but we're so many states have seen such a growth in equity that we're going to be right back to where we're we were.
2: Back to square one.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and it's just like it's just not. It's not going to rectify it. No, it's not. It it's, won't.
2: It's just going to further put us at a stall of how we really have to fix this.
0: Yes. Well, and it's, it's I had a conversation earlier today um, with, I, I was with my home builder clients for the videography stuff. And it was funny because one of, one of the guys said, you know, every real estate agent will always tell you it's a good time to buy. And I was like, uh-uh. no, no, <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I won't. Yeah. I was like,
1: no, if you're,
2: if you're sitting here at a social sit- setting and asking me mm-hmm. if it's a good time to buy, I'm going to tell you, if you're asking me, it's probably not the right time.
1: Yeah. You'll yeah, know. I, I agree with that. You'll and know I, if
2: you want to if you'll know with certainty if you're gonna yeah. you're, you're gonna buy. We you're, always or we sell. always
1: say, right, like time in the market beats timing the market, mm-hmm. but that is also predicated on you have to be ready financially to purchase. Yes. So I think the caveat is, yeah, there are some reasons like just buy whenever, but in reality it should be buy when it makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. 100%. And don't wait, right? Like if 100%. you have a budget and you're within your parameters of what you want to buy and how much you wanna spend. Whatever, and you've got the you've got everything saved up. You've gotten pre-approved. You're talking to lenders. You're talking to a realtor. And
2: at the end of then, the day, yes,
1: pull the trigger. 100%. Don't look at the
2: prices. Right. It's going to drive you mad. Exactly. Yeah. it's going to drive you mad. No, you look at your monthly payment. You look at your monthly payment and base your decision off of that period.
0: And and on that note, you know, buy when buy when it's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can buy a house now and refi. You can you can buy a house now and stay in it for twenty five years. But the reason that this that this three that this interest rate I want to talk about why it looks so good, right? Because at the end of the day, he would not it wouldn't be part of the platform. It wouldn't be in the conversation if it wasn't, I don't want to say manipulating, but affecting the thought around the housing market in a certain way. And a lot of the time, I feel like people equate interest rates to affordability. And it's just not an equal correlation between the two.
2: Well, we can't go back... To where we were to fix something, it just it's just back shit backwards. What? You got you got to look at it further than that. The lower interest rates got us here. Are we gonna go back? And then what? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. what? It's yeah. it, that just that, does, that doesn't work. You have to. I think you have to look at a um, the whole market and then dissect it. And yeah. then it's not gonna be fair for some people, but make it more fair for others. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna kind of balance it, not forever, but just till we get a, a somewhat balance. Yeah, ba- yeah. A, a balanced market is what the economy needs, you know, about, ba- uh, it's never going to be right at par, but we need to balance it out a little bit. And I think it has to, as there has to be a lot more thought than just saying 3%. Well, and I think, it, no, I think it, it's just not going to happen. I think I, it
0: goes back to, a the, you know, Jameson and I did a full episode on like sales psychology, but I think it goes back to that idea of just a numbers thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like people who don't know about real estate, pe- people who don't, aren't in it regularly, don't, don't understand the the ins and outs of an e- industry as a whole. They hear, Interest rates are at six percent. Interest rates are at three percent, and the brain goes, "Three's lower than six. Hell yeah, I want that. That that's it, right?" But goes back to the what was it? Um, Burger King did did a uh, a, a one third pounder. Oh yeah, and nobody and, got it. And nobody and people were like,
2: "Well, that's less than one. Uh, less than the quarter pounder. I don't want it." Right? Yeah, I think and, that's and, and,
0: more our <laughs>
1: public education
0: system, but that's a whole different topic. I do, see, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm with you there, but at the same, but that's my whole point is. No. The way that we think about it, yeah. three sounds a—it's that's half a six. That must be better. Right. But it's, no. And, and like, it, it <coughs> let that conversation
1: goes so much deeper than just. It does not it doesn't, right? Because the way I look at it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm the one in the helicopter watching this. Is, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, what I, I, the reason I say it doesn't it doesn't is because, like, you can frame it out. And say, oh, there's all these different factors and it's not just interest rates and blah, 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 blah. But if you boil down to the crux of the problem, the only thing that we need to look at is it is a supply and demand issue. Let me set up the broken record here. Like, <laughs> it, it is. It's a supply <laughs> and demand issue. We've talked about it for fucking ever, yeah. okay? But what people don't understand is 3% causes demand, mm-hmm. which is fine, but we don't have supply. We have a So shortage. anytime you increase demand for a good that is in short supply, what happens? Price goes up. Mm-hmm. My God, I, the, the fact that uh, everybody watching and listening to this, I guarantee you tried to buy paper towels toilet and paper. toilet paper yeah. during COVID. And
3: they were hoarding it and then there were people, were selling, it, and there were people
1: selling, reselling <laughs> it on Amazon. But what, Right? And that's, and that's but, another. But they, my point is this, they'll go through that mm-hmm. and go, well, this makes sense in the moment, right? But then when it hits the pocketbooks from a home purchase standpoint, then they click on the clickbait and they say, oh, 3% is great because yes, it will make your mortgage payment cheaper. Just if you were living in the vacuum of space, 3% interest on a $500,000 loan is going to be less monthly than a 7.5% interest on the same loan. That's fine. But it would also make it 3% interest for every. No, no, but it's that's what I'm saying. If you're in <laughs> a vacuum in space <laughs> yes, and you're can. the only it- one, that's fine. But the supply thing, I just wanna go back to this because these numbers to me, and I, I'm gonna yeah. send you this graphic just so people can see it, right? But this is when I'm talking about us underbuilding, mm-hmm. okay? So I can go back. So starting in 2000, and we'll go from 2000 to 2006, right before the housing. Here's the number of starts annually that we had 1.6 million, 1.6, 1.7, 1.9, 2 million, 2.1 million, 1.8 million homes annually started. 2008, 900,000. 2009, 583,000. Then 604,000. And then 624,000. And then 829,000. So we have been just going from there to 2013. The first time we got back up over a million was in 14, And since then, the closest we got was in 2021 with a new construction boom. We had 1.7 million homes started. That is one time since in over so, a decade. And, Since two thousand seven, that we cracked kind one of, point seven million They're kinda
2: skewed for two reasons. One, what about that's only new construction the resales of personal property.
1: No, I'm talking
2: I'm I, talking I know, new, I know new construction. So uh, so with with that said, there was thirty thousand just regular houses on the market already. Not to mention mm-hmm. a lot of builders don't put their, their stuff on the MLS. <clears throat> so there was a lot of that going on too. So when it comes to, to basic economics, right, um, um, an entrepreneur is going to sell a good for so much. And the first, um, first good is going to cost him so much money, and he has to put a dollar amount. And then there's, um, there's hard costs and then variable costs and all this other stuff, right? And I won't go into that because we're TikToking it. Um, so when, when, he, when he creates third, fourth, fifth to the tenth, number ten production of whatever – your profit margin is smaller, mm-hmm. right? So in real estate, when you're talking about uh, builders, they could still follow somewhat that model, but the dark horse is the consumer. We're not mm-hmm. building. We're selling our, our our personal property. So that kind of skews all of that. But I could see why they did that because the projections were there and they were like, wait, we have not we, we have an overage of regular single-family property. We got to dial back because we know we're not going to sell them. Um, back in 2006, six seven. Um, there was a builder, I know I'm not going to mention their names, but they were paying us three, three and a half percent because they needed us to bring clients. And by the fourth client, they were booking trips to Hawaii. Like it was pretty scandalous back then, um, because they wanted us, um, builders in 2021, what were they doing?
0: 1%, not even
2: point. Some was giving us five, because point, yeah, point five. Point five. they didn't eight. need us because people were just coming in and buying the houses because mm-hmm. the, the demand, right? So, you know, the, all, the stats, there's even more on top of that. That's why I'm saying it's not as simple as of let's, let's do 3%, it's going to fix everything. It, it's, it's, you got to deep dive inside, see what worked and what didn't work, don't do that again, and how you could dissect the current market to help a certain group of people. And you know what? Some of the, the well-off people may not – don't need it and may not be able to get a certain rate or something like that along those lines. Um, and cause an incentive to builders as well to build, you know, more affordable housing.
0: Beautiful segue to where I was, where I wanted to go with it too.
2: And, I, and I remember who the de- detective was, by the way. Yeah, who was it? Elliot Ness?
0: Elliot Ness. Okay, no idea who the fuck. Oh that my is. god, you freaking <laughs> young millennial well, asses. And I have a degree in, C- in criminal justice. That's you know, and and so
2: that's funny because I was talking to another agent. He's Gen <laughs> Z. Uh, he didn't know who Oscar the Grouch was.
3: Ooh, that that,
2: that, hit, that okay, hit hard. That, that
3: one, that Listen, hard.
1: I have the top but, ten. Most famous detectives in real life in history. And Elliot Ness didn't make it? Nope. I don't see an Elliot Ness on Google him. All. Google <laughs> Elliot Ness.
2: Google <laughs> Elliot Ness. I want to know what, what, what era but he was in. While, okay. while, while Jameson's
0: looking that up, uh, the, the, the other thing that I want to, you know, kind of break down with this too, and, and Oscar, you touched on it, is if the, the sales pitch is, I'm going to get interest rates down to 3%. And we have, and we've experienced this, we've been told that we... We're part of the corporate machine, after some of the videos that we put up. But there's so many people now that argue and say, yeah, well, if homes are affordable and they come down, then the corporations are just gonna buy them. Like, everything that I've heard from the, the campaign and the information is, I am going to get it down to three, 3% so you can buy homes. He has not said, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that people who need to buy homes can buy homes. Because you drop that 3% interest rate down, and again, doors open.
1: Well, yeah, yes no, right? and no. I know we're they not did, about they,
2: the corporate machine. I listened to Rage Against the Machine. What's up? They What's did
1: called? fix coming out of the pandemic. Because remember, one of the biggest issues we ran into is between 2020 and 2022, as an investor, I was getting the same interest rates. Yes. Now that's gone, right? They, yep. they got smart, and they go, oh, shit, we actually can't do this. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. So I don't think that will come back. But to your point, the reason 3% interest rates won't, won't make housing affordable is because the root of the problem is not the interest rate, it's the supply. Yes. So.
2: And big corporations aren't using normal loans. Well, and regardless, of like day, we, somebody commented on the
1: video matter. the other day, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, all oh, these blah, 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 people are buying up homes and big corporations. Like, There's two, two sides to that. Number one, people just want something easy to blame. Yeah. Right? They just want to point out and say, that's a bad that's a Bad guy. Skate bad it. guy bad guy you need people right? like me like like my daughter <laughs> I would say that's the categorizes like pokemon it's a good pokemon and bad pokemon <laughs> they just people want a bad pokemon yeah, right
2: and that's where you lose me i don't know if well either way
1: <laughs> i know some people watching this get it anyway uh <laughs> but if you look at where investors purchase they purchase about 23 to 26 percent of of resident of homes for sale every year
2: I'll tell you what, which
1: tracks because we've seen home sit between sixty six and sixty nine percent. I tracked in consistently, it, in in, Again, in, real, in, real, in
2: real time. I tracked and investors will buy in a down market, one hundred percent. That's yeah. where they make their money. Yeah, but so if it's a good market,
1: market, it doesn't matter though because if they're in, this is what people don't get. Yes, they're going to invest and buy in a down market, right? But consumers are also still purchasing, which is why you don't see this fluctuation of like. One year, they only buy 16% of homes, and then the next year, they buy 30%. It's like 25, 26, 25, 26, 24, 25, 26, well, 26. Well,
0: but the, and the reason, I, the reason I brought that up in the first place, and I'm not saying, you know, like these super PACs are going to be the ones that are going to buy. The reason I brought that whole element up is there has just been no, 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 no say as to how that will work. Because at the end of the day, if, if he were to come out and say, look, I am going to get government-backed loans – and interest rates down to three percent to three point five percent to legitimate first time home buyers that can prove that they don't have they don't have any any homes in the in the past, they can then I might be a little bit more on it because yeah, there'll
2: still be competition. But at least it's
0: directed.
2: I mean, I don't follow this guy, but did he give an explanation, or he just said three percent?
0: No, that's 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 what pisses me off the most. Is he's literally
2: just up just, there. That's just I'm gonna well, give and you just, if, if you say, look, I'm going to drop yeah. it at three percent, but this is what the yeah. game plan is going to be. Yes. Maybe a different conversation. Exactly. you, you but. touched
1: on what Oscar was talking about earlier, where the idea of yes, let's have specific programs and lenders and platforms, whatever it is. The problem that you're going to run into with anything going on at three percent, right? is, I don't want to get too in the weeds, but mortgage rates are driven by investors. That's just it, right? They demand an interest back on their money spent to then provide the funds for us to then use to go buy houses. And That's
2: it's not like- Essentially what it is, Housing right? investors, it's just, the investors, reason, and investors, just investors in Just investors,
1: bond right. investors, whatever. Yeah, the bond the, market. The reason that we got down to two and a half, three 3% interest rates is because what happened? How do we get down to 3% interest rates?
2: Like, yeah, like to, what was like the pandemic.
1: mechanism that the government used?
2: I don't know what you're asking.
1: The government bought mortgage-backed yeah. securities. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. guaranteed a specific <clears throat> interest rate return, mm-hmm. right? AKA mm-hmm. subsidizing the investors and saying, hey, you know what? I still need your money. Mm-hmm. We're going to buy the bonds from you and I'm going to give you whatever rate you need to make in order to make a profit. That way I can turn around and sell these mortgages to consumers for three, three and a half percent, okay? But what that means is the government now has to burn money. Mm -hmm. And when they burn money, what do we see? Inflation. Smoke. Right? We see inflation. So even (laughs) if RFK says, hey, we're going to bring mortgage rates to 3% and somehow also fix the housing supply scenario, Mm -hmm. the only way... That he's going to get 3% mortgages is if he convinces the government to continue to buy mortgage-backed securities, Mm -hmm. which is then in turn going to drive inflation. So cool. Congratulations. Maybe your mortgage is cheaper, but your gas is more expensive, your Mm -hmm. car payment's more expensive, your Mm -hmm. groceries are more expensive. Your heat's more expensive, your electricity's more your expensive, your internet's more, more expensive. But God forbid, you know what? Yes, you have a 3.5% interest rate. But that's what I, where I don't understand, especially from a government of, official that understands how inflation works. Like The plan to get to 3%, you, you're not going to go out on a crusade and go, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Investors, I understand that you guys make a lot of money. Here's my proposal. Stop making a lot of money, and let's get people houses. Especially not in... A country well, and, off of capital, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> my my question <laughs> would be if he does get this to be done in my eyes the only way that happens is if the government subsidizes and buys mortgage backed securities. It's the only way in the so eyes
2: of an economist um, it's not about just making a the profit or making more money it's about maybe not spending more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to make that profit right. margin. Yeah.
1: And that's how we ended up that's how we ended up where we're at now mm-hmm. is because we injected 2 trillion dollars worth of cash yeah. that did not previously <laughs> exist in order to buy those mortgage-backed securities and then also give people $1,200 and whatever, right, to spur this, that, and the other, and then the the economy ran too hot, and we have been fighting for the last three years to keep it under control. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not... Everybody's playing by this, like, 1970s playbook on how to fix the economy, and it just doesn't work. They're they're too proud to
2: either shy away from that or say, hey, we fucked up. Dude, Let's try something different.
0: Shit. If I could get... Shit, if we could get the boomer generation to admit that they fucked up.
2: I thought you were going to go on a rampage like uh, be, Uncle Rico. We'd be in a hell of
0: a, we'd be in a, hell of a lot better
3: a better position. That's yeah, I mean, but it's not even <laughs> that though, right? Because
1: like, I, I think you and I have, either you and me or I was talking to Colin offline about it, what the Fed has done, right? We, we have the problem. We know what the problem is. The problem is inflation. The Fed's ideas, like Oscar said, hey, we're going to raise rates, make money more expensive. That way people won't buy as many goods, Right. So what they did first was they tried to break the housing market. We've talked about it. That didn't work. Then they said, okay, we're going to try and break the labor market. That didn't work. Now they're saying, okay, well, let's try and break the stock market. That's not working. So what's happening now is all the things they tried were from the last time we had a very similar scenario in the 1970s, and 1980s. Mm-hmm. And that playbook then worked perfectly because then we went into the 90s and had this massive uh, gain in GDP and everything else, right? But you, this, and I'm I hate this, but again, old 80 year old white dudes running the government are going back in my day. This is what worked, So it's going to work again. Mm-hmm. The difference is this time the recession was caused, whether or not you believe it was manufactured or real or whatever, it doesn't matter. It was caused by a global pandemic. Yes, right. right. Difference than, let's say, a U.S. pandemic that shut down just the United States. Mm-hmm. Right. If it shut down just the U.S. and the rest of the world operated status quo I think we'd be in a different and scenario you know, you know what, what they're not understanding is that affected global trade and we have never been more interconnected than we have over the last 10 years mm-hmm. but their monetary policies they're thinking well how do we fix the US when in reality they should have a more global mindset of how do we fix because you look at Germany's recession horrible you go down to oh my god dude I think it's Argentina their inflation is running. At Almost 197 percent that is their inflation rate. Ours is 6.1. You
2: know what that's going to do is going to tank their money, they're going to then tank what is their that? currency and
1: exactly. And what backs and, up the Argentinian currency, the US dollar,
2: right? And you know, uh, but for um foreign imports are huge in, in our economy, it's it, it, mm-hmm. it makes for a healthy economy. So the pandemic screwed that round too. Mm-hmm. And you said some earlier, um, which we had a conversation about this, um, the the quits percentage, right? Yes. So I'd like to know. How that affected why raising it to seven, eight didn't work because we're talking about people that stopped. They're not on unemployment, right? That that's the that's the skewed factor. It's a, people think, oh, they're unemployed. That's 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 the percentage. No, it's the people that are on unemployment. So there were people that quit their jobs to up their their status, right? They got better jobs. They have uh, remote, you know, jobs that make more money. So that crowd is set pretty fat right now so if they got a 7% interest rate who cares they can afford right. it now mm-hmm. so I wonder how much of that influenced the fact that raising it to seven didn't really matter
1: I, that's a great point and I think mm-hmm. Charlie's Charlie's whole idea here is like we're using archaic thinking and thinking 3% is just going to fix it and make it everything more affordable but another statistic that I was reading was if you look at the boomer generation mm-hmm. right and the amount of times they would like how many years it took for them to switch jobs it was like I think the average is like almost 22 years. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a different mindset. Right? To 15 to 20 years. Right. Yeah. It was a but way different mindset Millennials though. on average, it's two to three, right? Yeah. So when they're saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to try and break the labor market. They're assuming that all these millennials are just going to, they're going to stay at their job. And then if they get fired or they get laid off, then they just get laid off. But Dude, we're talking about my a generation
2: wife, that didn't have TVs or phones at some point. No, my wife's my, you know?
1: wife's my wife's a great example, right? She's job top seven times, but every single time she's job top 10 to 15% raise, mm-hmm. right? like, that's where it is, and they miscalculated thinking that we're going to break the labor market because all these people are going to get laid off because they're just going to stick with that job, and then they're going to take severance, and they're going to go on well, unemployment, and that didn't
2: happen. Look at Shelby and, 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 and Charles. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, let, they hired someone to run their business. Now they're running another business because they could do it remotely, mm-hmm. and they just travel. Travel well, and, and um, technology has made it so that we can, we can acquire better jobs. So, Charlie,
1: break down. What happens if we get 3% interest rates back? Right now, what happens? Everybody's going to cry. Okay?
0: <laughs> no. It, it, if if we get 3% interest rates back right now, everybody who's complaining about high home prices is going to continue to see worse. high home prices. <clears throat> it's going to make it worse because it's going to bring more people to the market and it's going to make it way more competitive. You go put an offer in on on that $400,000 house, somebody else is going to come in at 405, somebody else is going to come in at 410, and it's going to continue to go like we saw in 2020, 2021 with the interest rates. You're also going to experience from a 3% interest rate a inflation effect if it's through mortgage-backed securities because at the end of the day, there's no other way to do it. Correct. Like, I, what are we going to put it? Like a trade embargo on somebody? There, there's no way you to can't. get that money from no. anywhere else. You can't. It's not going to happen. So, it, Oh, we'll just print more. Yeah, or we'll print it. But Which then again, inflation. <laughs> inflation <laughs> right. right. So it's, it's, and again, guys, I, I I bring this up just because I, and I talked about this so much, like I came from a, I don't want credit, I don't want the house with white picket fence, long hair hippie mentality where it's like, no, I just want to live free and, and travel and everything. And I took the time to learn about it, and I am the person that would have been like, RFK all the way, 100%, make it 3%, because I didn't know. And now that I do, I, I feel like it's a duty to, to sit down and go, no, please, just just research it a little bit. Please like look into it Put a little bit. Put more because, effort into it. Yeah, because just because three is lower than six does not mean that it's a good thing. And, and that's that. Like, dare I say it? That could be a takeaway for today's episode. But it's it, like a
2: butterfly effect, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. It it all it all trickles down. And if if you are feeling the effects right now, if you feel like you cannot afford a house, three percent interest rates will not make that feeling better.
2: You sound like Joel Olstein right around now. Right <laughs> it might be the bourbon, but it
3: might be the
1: bourbon. Yeah. Uh, and there's layers to this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Oscar alluded 100%. to it. Hundred percent. Oscar that's... alluded to it earlier. So we talked. We 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 know that it's a supply issue. I we just gave you the stats a little bit ago that we've been underbuilding for 10 to 12 years. That's mm-hmm. problem number one. It's a shortage. Problem number two, right? We we know that the median home buying age is between 35 and 37 years old, okay? So if I say, okay, boomers, how many boomers right now, how many people are turning 65 every day?
2: And buying a house.
1: No, just in general. How many How many boomers are turning 65 every day? About 10,000. I was going to say 15, yeah. 10,000. How many millennials are turning 35 every day? 12,000. Okay? So you have 12,000 people turning into home buying age. You got 10,000 baby boomers every day aging out, which that's another argument where baby boomers will age out. It'll add to the supply. But if I am beating them by 2,000 people a day times 365 days,
2: that's a huge
1: right. Mm-hmm. That is a huge landslide. And then right behind them is Gen X. Which right? I think they which they're going to be uh, more well be, off yeah. than we are. Not
2: only well off. They're they're huge.
1: But so I'm saying I'm saying from a monetary standpoint, yeah. they'll I think they'll you'll see a, a dip in the home buying age for them because they're gonna have more money than we did mm-hmm. or than we do, right? So when you hate, say, okay, well three percent's gonna open up that, you know, that two foot lane to a street wide lane and turn it into an expressway. And you're going to fill that expressway with people that are already on the fence waiting for rates to drop. Then you add in 12,000 people a day turning 35 and household formation age, right? Then you say, okay, but we've underbuilt for, you know, 12 years and of the last 15, only one year, we've been over 1.7 million, which by the way, the other statistic is we need to average about 1.4 million starts annually to keep up with the coming demand, Right now, over the last 12 years, we're only averaging about 980,000. So then, we're a good four to five hundred thousand home starts down. How long is that going to get taken? Modern technology
2: up? has also extended life expectancy. Yes, exactly. Right? home care has grown like crazy. These
0: in-home care, right? In-home care.
2: I'm that that in itself, yeah, skews what. Ever formula mm-hmm. equation they're using to right. try, yep. try to stop yeah. this so mm-hmm. if
1: you start if you all of a sudden with one pen stroke because what, what was it what was the statistic every percent that we go down in mortgage rates so we go from up. seven to six it opens up five million buyers mm-hmm. so we're at 7.5 right now if we go down to three overnight <laughs> okay what's what's five million times four that's 20 million 20 buyers million. guys 20 million buyers and yeah, you'll unlock some people that will now move because their interest rate is what they got when they refied, right? We didn't even really touch on that. But 20, 20 million people that are already qualified, plus the 12,000 a day that are turning 35, plus the aging boomers that aren't going to want to leave because they may not in five years have to go to a retirement home. Plus the 30% care. of millennials who are renting that make above $100,000 a year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Plus all the people that are coming in overseas, immigration that we haven't talked about, that Mm -hmm. whether or not it's legal or illegal, they're coming here because it's the American dream. We don't have enough. The the crux of the problem is we do Mm -hmm. not have enough structures to house everybody that wants to buy a house. And 3% will make it way worse. And I have a client right now who bought his house two years ago. It was priced at $425,000. Okay he had to offer after 15 offers on this house 500,000 he had to cover that gap 75 grand out of pocket because the appraisal didn't come mm-hmm. in right he now wants to sell that house 2 years later guess what it's worth not, not five, five, 500,000 yeah. yeah not, yeah. not <laughs> 500,000 <000. laughs> so
2: 500,000 and and you go all right put yourself in the consumer's shoes if rates drop to 3 uh, i'm going to pull some equity and I'm gonna go buy some land mm-hmm. and rent this house out.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm that's gonna, gonna do. do. Yep. But again,
1: case in point, like it's, but you it, do a cash out refi at three yeah. percent. Yeah, perfect. Then yeah. rent it. Congratulations. Now you can. Now I, now I you didn't contribute. <laughs> I, didn't contribute <laughs> I didn't contribute. I didn't contribute anything. crap. Now I just
2: made the problem bigger. Yeah, yep. and that's
1: yeah. the other piece it, that people don't talk about when we when we say how do we fix the problem, right? Because right now, unless again, unless we have this tidal wave of baby boomers that just all of a sudden sell their houses, if if somebody Buys a house. That was a nice Sorry. way. Of you saying they sells buy. a house right now, right? To go buy another one. Mm-hmm. It's churn. Yeah, it doesn't add to one, the two supply. Two it's a one for one. Yep. So the only thing that will that will increase supply right now, like net supply is building. building. Mm-hmm. And we have 100%. underbuilt for 13, 14, yep. well, 15 well, years, from
2: so start voting on your
1: zoning,
0: <laughs> start going well, to Well, there's there, there's meetings. a company right now
2: uh, <laughs> working on zoning. Yes, uh, because there are some counties and cities that have archaic zoning oh, yeah. um, filing and they have to like dig and find out the zoning doesn't work. And so they're they're trying to make it all digital. And then from there, you know, improve on what mm-hmm. it is. So that's already started. Um, and obviously, you know, we talked about zoning and we had a we had someone give choice words on that. <laughs> I'm not going to let it go.
1: Use your 86. Two- <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, um, you know, from from a business standpoint. The only way is production, and uh, the market is not just production; it's it's resale. Mm-hmm. And the resale, if you're selling and buying, you're not contributing; it's you're you're at par. So it has to come from the builders, and it has to come from zoning, and it has to come from you know rezoning some stuff to make bigger structures, which a lot of people don't want. Or as well.
0: you can get what we're what we're seeing in Colorado, where they're really trying to put pressure on people who own multiple homes, and they're talking about raising taxes significantly on. People who own have secondary, third, third, third homes, and I mean, if if you if you guys want inventory, that's one way to do it. Put the pressure on them. Yeah, and, yeah, and but like, then what does that do?
2: Raise rents.
0: Yeah, I know, but that but that and that's my point. Is like they're we're, they're trying so many things right now because we just don't know. We're in a perfect storm. Yeah, it's
1: just I I, have, I, I disagree with that.
2: I have a formula that I came up with at two in the morning. I, to, I
1: disagree. We, I dis, if you are somebody who has been smart with your money has invested it correctly, and that has turned into you being able to own multiple homes and rent those out. I personally, punished? I don't think you should be punished because to me, that's a band-aid, right? The solve is just build more mm-hmm. and build faster yes. and build smaller and build more densely. But like but I told you- But don't punish the people.
2: In my, in you my scenario, I mean? you're not punishing anyone. You're just not allowing a certain crowd of people the same- Flexibility to buy.
1: No, but I'm saying if I'm if I'm currently Yeah, that's owning, what I'm saying.
2: That way you're 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 punishing someone. Right.
1: Well and the way I yeah. see
2: it, you're not punishing anybody, you're just not allowing the same incentive. The
1: reason I bring it
0: up like that though is to say, and and case in point, they're trying that's how bad it is. That they're they're trying literally everything to either force somebody to sell a home, make them scared about it, raise the rent prices, whatever it may be, but there is no catch-all. The only the only way that we can do this
1: is inventory. That's it. And the only way to fix inventory is incentivize. land restriction mm-hmm. and zoning. Yep. That's yep. it. Absolutely. That's it. Well, because I we really think, don't want to I mean, go into like national forests. Well, no. Dude, or no, that no stuff, think about this, you know? though, right? Like don't the, you dare, the in, touch, don't my you dare touch my the, in, uh, <laughs> the, in, the incentivization makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But you also wouldn't need to incentivize if we just built more. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, go back to the paper towel and the toilet paper shortage. Produce more paper towels and toilet paper. That's it. Yeah, That's but you go lower back prices, to economics, right?
2: and what if what if it's shot? Again, let's say that I own Charmin toilet paper, and I make a profit of uh, 50 bucks for a set of rolls for the first roll, and then I have my hard costs and employees, and I hire a second employee, and that employee um, can produce... Uh, that say another hundred rolls and I make, you know, $80. So at that cost, it works. And then if I hire another employee, maybe it the cost goes down. So again, if you go to the 18th of whatever product you're producing, you start losing profit. Mm-hmm. And that's why we had a shortage too, because you got to understand um, when you're producing a certain amount of something, especially with an unknown like a pandemic, what if they overproduce? And now you have an overage you have to have sales, and you lose money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but you at, what happens? Huh? Housing gets more affordable. Yeah, yeah,
0: but again, and, and that's uh, at the same time that great sentiment. But everything boils down to it's a business, and it's money. The reason Everything's they, a business. The reason that they stopped building as much is because they were losing money. They don't. At the end of the day, they don't give a shit about. There about was how a builder, people, and, and like,
2: <laughs> it might have been Richmond that built zero in one month.
0: That and that's what I'm saying. They knew. don't. They don't care. They they don't care that we're struggling to buy homes.
1: Yeah, but it's, in oh eight, oh nine, you could buy homes for cheap.
0: Oh, yes. absolutely. Well that's
1: also because lenders didn't care. You know but No, no, whatever. no. After like, I'm saying after. Oh. Yeah. So you buy cheap because and, they were all foreclosures, right? The but, thing
2: is, you know, the, the biggest problem with the big short and what happened was um it, it was a product that needed follow up and mm-hmm. it was a lack of follow up. Sure. From the, from yeah. the no, library. I agree. 100%. Yeah. It, was, it was lack of follow because that product, it was a vessel for you to acquire the home and you had to do something two years later. Mm-hmm. And that two years later never happened. Yeah. They didn't follow up. The consumer was like, oh, I didn't know. Their rate went from seven to 14 and they lost their house.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, it's, I get the incentivizing, like, hey, let's pay builders. But to me, that also means that the government's going to have to spend money. Yes. Which is going to make inflation. Mm-hmm. So if you just look at it and say, okay, like, Jeez. just get rid of some of the red tape. Just, For builders to just build shit. Just but, like again, a, it's all about – Charlie brings it up. I just, Education.
2: Educate yeah. yourself because, I, again, I've been brushing up <laughs> on my economics and stuff like that. Not 100%. Oh, I'm, not, so. I'm, no, I'm no expert. But did you know that the federal government government is still giving money, uh, subsidies, to mole hair farmers or whatever? Mole hair is like from goats or something like that because uh, back in the day when the bombers needed coats, they needed mole hair because it was warm. Because the cockpit didn't have any, and, and, and it didn't have Insolation. a heater, yeah. so they needed those. So the government said, "Look, we'll 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 incentivize, we'll we'll subsidize, we'll 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 give you money, and just produce more." And the government was giving them money to produce more. Their lobbyists was so good that to this day, most of those bomber jackets are made out of synthetics. But their lobby is so good that they still spend millions to give to the mole hair farmers. I just,
0: just,
2: <laughs> Why aren't you looking into something
0: stuff, like that and cut the well, mole hair farmers? I'm sorry, cut them out. I, all i saw was like james like a like a
2: political cartoon
0: of like joe biden like stepping on the neck of like a of a home
1: builder build more houses no but it's no it's not but it's <laughs> not it's I not saw. dude it's not that though because ready it, it, it's not that because i just said 12,000 people a day are turning 35 yes the millennial generation is the largest generation in history it's 75 million people We've already They're seen over the, Gen last, Z's? over the last, over oh I yeah. Gen Z yeah. were nope. bigger. Nope, millennials. Because we, we millennials slowed down. Millennials over the last year, <laughs> year like, and a half, maybe two years, babies. new home construction has accounted for thirty-seven percent of home sales. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me right now that, to quote a great movie, if you build it, they will come. Oh, they
3: absolutely.
1: Like I'm sorry, they will, and you've got builders that are already catering with interest rates by reducing square footage, making smaller homes, getting rid of like formal dining rooms, different things like that. But I I find it very hard to believe that if you just got rid of some of the fucking red tape Mm. and allowed builders to just build houses, they will sell them at least over the next 10 years. Oh, but that
2: red tape is there for a reason, Jameson. User 54689 said so. Dude, do you work for the city? (laughs) Dude, we're not against city. We're just saying it's a... I hate that
3: guy. I would, I would. I'm sorry.
2: I love you, but I hate you, man. It's <laughs> just awesome. makes sense. It's you know what's awesome. funny? That's
1: it's weird. so like anonymous that like there's gonna be like a lot of people watching. That, like, I wonder if he's talking about me. It's not <laughs> no, you. No, no, he knows about, who he is. He's and, about about and, and, and even if you did
2: work for the city, it's but not. Like, like, I have nothing like, against the city. Land use, right? Yeah. Like yeah.
1: land use is a pain in the ass, dude. Because they just did it uh, the Boulder in Boulder, yeah. right? Yeah. So in Boulder right now, single family, you can't have duplexes or triplexes. They just changed that, so I can go in. And there's a minimum lot size that I need to build a triplex. And then it's so like and, and, poor people living on top of poor people. Or how about this? Just people getting the opportunity to fucking own their home. I promise you, if you're in Boulder, it's not poor people living on top <laughs> no, of poor dude. people. I it's I wealthy mean, people, people living on top of wealthy like like people. people. The median income in Boulder is $247,000 a not year. More. Fuck Jesus. off, So the thing is...
2: I mean, there's so much involved there, and what just, are we talking? We're talking about zoning. What's zoning? Zoning is a rule. We're overcomplicating. And who created that rule? <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah. We created that rule, and we could change that rule. It's not set in It's stone. actually. It's if a, it's if, a if a you're dichot- gonna follow yeah. rules like that, then you should. <laughs> fuck you. It's. You could break rules. We created them. We could break them. It's not set it in a, stone. It we're it not gonna die if you don't you, do them. I'm sorry, that but are- that kind of mentality really fucks with me. I'm sorry, it really
1: does. You. It does. You have a dichotomy. We have people that are overcomplicating the problem, and then you have people like rfk who are now oversimplifying <laughs> the solution yeah. right like yeah. for yeah. some reason we just swing on this we're bipolar yeah. fucking spectrum and it's like well if this doesn't work then fuck it we're let's gonna go, go all, all the way, way well years. this is the way it's been for years okay let's change it and then this guy's like three
2: percent all right you need to do more homework <laughs> yeah. that's where we're yeah. at yeah
0: oh boy i love it anyway i know we started the i'm fired up charlie's i, I, I would not I even have a second i know we started it with charlie's charlie's angry about it but clearly Welcome everybody. Uh, uh, I I think you think know what? Tell time. me more about alienness. Ness. I need 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 a. I need a. I need a segue oh, nineteen.
1: The nineteen toys and thirties after prohibition. The reason he's famous is because he was the lead detective on a group of police officers called the Untouchables because they were yes. morally incorruptible. They were the ones that were responsible for hunting down and persecuting or prosecuting Al Capone.
2: Boom! Nice, Elliot Good. Ness, oh, ladies there you and gentlemen. Right. I'm pretty sure he drank bourbon. Well,
1: guys, um, if, I mean, if you're I don't know the because theory. he was hunting him down during Prohibition, <laughs> first time, so uh, I assume he actually didn't drink. Yeah, bourbon. but what about
2: the whole story on
1: larceny? <laughs> he had a lot of. He, he stole of the stuff. That
2: he
0: needed to fix. Yeah, he was taking medicine. Yeah, years. I'm pretty, it pretty sure medicine. it was medicinal. He, was, he literally medicine.
1: was called untouchable because he was uncorruptible. I'm pretty sure he was not sneaking whiskey while he was chasing down Al Capone. He was
0: 100 sneaky whiskey. What did back then. Well, guys, if this is your first time listening, thanks for thanks for tuning. Uh, I told in. you it was going to be a train trainer. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, think, I think
1: it was a great, great, great conversation.
2: Um, but at the end of every episode, sorry, I don't we get do, upset much. But man, there's some things there that it's like, oh. yeah, uh, they, at the end of every episode,
0: we do what we like to call our one rock takeaway, where we kind of just summarize our thoughts from today's episode. Um, and who, who does anybody want to take it?
1: Go first. Sorry, I'm reading by Elliot and that's now. So somebody all has right, to go first.
2: We're going to do a one rock takeaway. You know what? At, at, I,
1: you know what? Here's my rock <sighs> takeaway real quick. This is why Elliot Ness did not drink bourbon. Within six months, Ness and his agents destroyed bootlegging operations worth an estimated, back then, $500,000. In 2022 terms, $9.9 9 million dollars worth yeah. of a bootlegging operation. I like it. Yeah, but he wasn't buying bootleg booze. He was buying medicinal booze. I'm just saying.
2: You <laughs> but, go down I, to the so CBS and get He was the bourbon? chief
1: investigator of the Prohibition Bureau.
0: So uh, He definitely <laughs> drank <laughs> So, my one rock takeaway for today's episode is going to be that don't again take it, take anything for face value. If if something in, intrigues you about a number, say three percent interest rates, see what that entails, and don't just take the front end of. I am here to help you and cause a major problem in your life because one no, no one number is lower than another.
2: Don't be narrow minded.
0: Yeah. That's my one right
2: there. And I'll I'll piggyback on that. I mean, my biggest thing is um, all these rules and regulations. Obviously, they they were very, very thought out, but we live in a different era. Um, It's like taking the Bible and and reading through Corinthians and trying to put those same rules and regs on modern life. It's not going to work. You just pissed um, off a lot of people. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. It's I mean, you could you could abide by it, a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of things that we need to change because we live in modern times. Same thing go, goes for laws and rules. Maybe we need to change a few of them. We created them. We can change them.
0: Mclemore, we idolized a book written over 3,500 years ago.
2: Oh, now you're going to piss people off. Right? Uh-huh,
0: good. Piss them off. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I'm
2: just saying, you know, there, there, there are things that we may need to change to, to correct a problem yes. that we've created, which is okay. Let's just keep moving forward and... As much as I would love to live in a society that it's win-win for everyone, let's just at least make it close enough. That's all I'm asking.
0: Yeah. Jameson, one rock takeaway.
1: Look up Charles Darwin. Okay. All right. Good enough. Yep. I like
2: it. Jeez, we went like from it. the Bible to we're fish. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Same. Adapt- Those two. Adapt.
0: Back-to-back would probably definitely piss some people Ad- Adapt or die. <laughs> adapt like, or die.
1: That's that's what it is. We're using a playbook from the 1970s. It's not working. We know it's not working. Fucking adapt and figure out what actually works.
2: And we don't know all the answers, again, for everybody listening. We don't know all the answers. We're just talking about no, what's but going do on know. right now. But we, we do know, know what's what not work. working. Yeah, we'll right. tell you what won't work because we are living through yeah. it.
1: Evolution is a thing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh in the sense of we need to evolve our thinking in order to solve today's problems and yeah but it is but the, but the general public it is it, it the, is the a public, big it's a big problem it the really public is. at
2: large only evolves to what they think it's is big, okay and i'll and, and i'll bring it in home it's a big problem my my kids can't put their damn shoes and i got little ones can't put their damn shoes on the right foot but you give them their tablet oh dude they'll hack your computer Wild. You're freaking brilliant, but can you put your shoes on the right foot? Wild.
0: Well, I think uh I think that this bourbon today was a fine addition to the
1: conversation that ended up happening. And Did you know that uh Al Capone offered Elliot Ness in today's money thirty-seven thousand dollars a week to ignore their boot operation? And he said no. Damn I love right. Elliot Ness. God damn, it. Elliot
2: right. Ness, ladies
1: and gentlemen. Um but I That's, almost
2: said Leslie Nielsen. Isn't that the naked gun guy? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which also, What's awesome your vector, Victor? Please <laughs> um, stop calling this me Roger. A, <laughs> this is a
0: perfect time to move into the bourbon review. Leslie Nielsen,
1: <laughs> Liam Neeson, all great detectives. <laughs> all great actors, great detectives. Elliot <laughs> oh, Ness was the man.
0: And uh, on today's, uh, today's episode, we <laughs> were drinking Green River, small batch. It's 120 proof. And um, I haven't gone for a second pour. So mine, mine is open, um, but I, I kind of want to see the difference between my glass being the the Glen Glencairn, and then more of a highball kind of open, and see see what that nose is. So while you guys talk about it a little bit, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm that. gonna go ahead and um, say that this bourbon at first sip was a little overwhelming. It was a little it was, oh man, it was overbearing. Um, it had a lot of uh, strong characteristics of what a, a strong bourbon is gonna be. Mm-hmm but then after um, i guess my taste buds acclimated it did brought, you evolve i evolved weird my taste buds It's crazy wow. so <laughs> it 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 actually brought out all the notes that it's it it had a lot of hidden notes it does. behind it yes. um there was a lot of cherry a lot of um, you know, candied cherry kind of thing. Um the, the oak was 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 there, but it was prominent. I think the cherry and the sweets and the florals were there. Yeah, I was
1: say the florals is what's yeah what's giving me for sure. And
2: it, it it lingered in a good way. It, mm-hmm. it never got bitter. I thought the rice were gonna set in and just be because the first the first sip was just it was a drop kick in my mouth. But then after that it was it was good mm-hmm. and it never came back. So yeah,
1: the burn stays too. I mean the, the ethanol stays. Which, but as an addition to it. correct, yeah, yes. it it, yes. it, it mm-hmm. complements. It doesn't overpower. Like the, the et, put it this way, the, the way I see it anyway, the ethanol stays on the nose, mm-hmm. but it dissipated when you actually took a sip. It t- it, it stays you know on I mean? the tip of the tongue. Yes. Well, but and then the rest gets to, correct, gets a, to both of your points. I just, if
0: you are a bourbon drinker. And you have not invested in a Glencairn glass. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it like Amazon. Thirty bucks get three of them for. Them, Stam or
2: stemless. They come with or without this
0: little. Yeah, Amazon.
1: You can go to TJ Maxx Home Goods and get them. Like, that's yeah. what you would like, think when I visited to my Stranahan's buddy. When I visited like my buddy in
0: Arizona, I he we were drinking that blue label. So I was like, no, let's get a Glencairn. Like really do it. Yeah. Target, Walmart, three two liquor stores.
3: Really? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Walgreens? Huh. Nobody had them. You got go to go to, to TJ. <laughs> <out there>. I'm <laughs> saying, you, didn't, you, didn't,
1: you did not go to Home Goods, right. is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You we so we went to two thrift stores. You didn't mention I was like any of the Home Goods? No.
2: Okay. Dude, you'll never find a Glen I will not donate this. I, I all found, my Glen Karens?
0: I've found multiple Glen Karens. Really? Yes, absolutely. Goodwill? 100%. I bet you there's what. a
1: Glen Karen at my Dear trail house probably <laughs> there was a cherry pine a it
2: dozen eggs on that damn. there's a stove.
1: whole other existence in that in that house uh, we'll, um, we'll get into that but, but
0: anyway, <sighs> I, I agree i agree with you wholeheartedly oscar i think and again i i've had my glass open the nose on this definitely died down yes even in the even in the Glencairn, karen but the difference between the nose and the Glen karen and then jc's glass which is a highball more wider wider top to it that the glenn karen 100 percent Gives you a flavor, mm-hmm. whereas the highball glass is more of that burn, and then it's just it's just bourbon. Yeah, the Glencairn, I can smell the cherry, mm-hmm. the chocolate, the rose, the rose, yeah. the, the, that fl- those yeah. floral notes for yeah. sure. And I will say the thing, and and it makes sense as to why this was a medicinal bourbon. It has all the elements of what I would consider a medicine kind of flavor, mm-hmm. with, with the floral, with the cherry, like. Something in it for your brain to go. Oh, this isn't just this isn't just medicinal. This is this is something that's enjoyable.
2: Robotics. If I (laughs) I had to categorize it, I think it was um, a very sophisticated bourbon. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to say classy. I just it's a sophisticated. Like, would you
1: call it the Elliot Ness of bourbons? Mm, Now, (laughs) uncorruptible.
2: Kind of skewed my where I was going with it. Yeah, it's uncorruptible. Uncorruptible. See, oh, Green River. Well done. Well, Well,
0: not only that, but. You better,
1: Green River, Uncorruptible. That's a marketing. It is. <laughs> that's that marketing right
2: there. Well, no, think. it was a non-headache one.
1: I yeah. Mean, Which maybe. also, Uncorruptible would work because, again, it's, it's barrel-proof. Yeah. So they literally did well, not And I it.
0: will say, like we, I often talk about like the, the feeling of it because yeah. a lot of the time you get that brown bag episode, all three of us were done. we like, holy crap. But this one, like, I don't
2: feel there's... The the. the clarity is still there? Yeah. The oh, wait, time out. There. Did I tell you I got a, a, a voicemail back from that lady? We, we, we were here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's not like, at the end of the day, yeah. I don't feel head heavy. I don't no. feel it in my eyes. My legs don't. My legs and feet don't feel heavy. Like it's it's definitely a a whole body whole body feeling, but it's not intense. Like for yeah. 120, I don't feel like it just punched me in the face. Right, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Agreed.
2: Yeah. So I'm more about you're gonna put me to bed.
0: Well, no, I, at the end of the day, I, <laughs> it's, I think it's that this bourbon. bourbon, we always talk about, like, introduce, like, new bourbon drinkers. Would, would I would not, no. would not give this to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I want to. I, I drink bourbon, you know, I've drank it a couple times, I want to try it.
1: Unless you want to make fun of somebody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you drink bourbon?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. You, <laughs> you drink
0: bourbon? You drink this bourbon.
1: Is the, this okay. is the sleeper bottle. Okay. You keep in the back, like. Let's see, homie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you then the,
2: and you give you it, do it do. to them, it was like, so... How many, uh, how's this scotch aged? Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, just sip it, shut yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just put it in your mouth. Um, but no, I, I think if
0: you got, for, for people who don't watch or listen regularly, for the bourbons, we do what's called a rock rating. And that's on a scale of one to 10. And one being the best, 10 being the worst, because the more rocks or water you want to add to a bourbon, usually the worse it is. You want to water it down, add a Coke, whatever it is. Um,
1: you add a Coke, I punch you in the face. It, to this. Yeah,
2: Except absolutely. for the bla- the brown bag episode.
0: No, you don't drink that
1: at all. I had a coke. It still sucked. Yeah. The only time I drink that is if like somebody's hyping me up to go rob a bank.
2: <laughs> dude, I need to be clear if we're gonna do that. That shit is not no. I want
1: anything. an excuse. To the cops like, why did you do that? And then I hold up the bottle. He goes, Oh, like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Get, bottle, get home. Go, go home. Get go out of here. So I think I'm, I want to take a couple more sips because again,
0: I've, I've let this. I'll one rate sit it. I'll rate it right now. Go for it.
2: Um, it's uh, it's within my wheelhouse. So I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's it's what a bourbon drinker's bourbon is. You know, you're gonna pick it up and be like, Yep, yeah, this is what I like. Um, I thought the 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 rye and the high corn was going to be just sour, kind of like a Jack Daniels yeah. kind of thing, and it's not. It's everything, but it has great flavor. Has great, you know. We didn't check out the legs. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 a great bourbon all around. Um, is it my favorite? It's up there. Um, I think if I had to rate it, I'd I'd, I'd definitely buy this. Um, depending on the price, I still buy it. I'm <sighs> gonna give it a two point seven five.
1: Okay, I like it. Jameson. What did we rate Prohibition? 2-5? I think so. 2-5.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to put it at
2: 2.5. I think it, it holds its own with it. Yeah. It's a different I think urban, it's, a different, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. It is. But it's good just
1: like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Kobe Bryant commercial with Kanye West. Have you ever seen that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say it. Well, I'll say it and then I'll show you guys a video later. But it's it's this joke video on Kobe's being this like motivational speaker and is in the audience this is back when Kanye was funny he goes Kobe Bryant I'm already the best be better how can yes, I be better okay. be more you want me to be more yes but I am the best but are you the are you a different animal and the same beast <laughs> <laughs> and then Kanye looks and goes the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, you're welcome. And they just keep, it's a great, it's a great commercial. Um, But yes, I think this is a different animal and the same beast. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Shout out Kobe Bean and Bryant. Um, Uh, I like, there's things about prohibition I really liked. The complexity was one. Mm -hmm. I think this is equally as complex, but it's a different flavor profile. Yes. Different flavor profile. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm gonna go two, five especially because what was what was Prohibition? Seventy-nine bucks. Sixty bucks. 60, 70 bucks. Yeah. Seventy, right? So this is about the same price. Okay. Seventy-one. Okay. First off, I want to make I want to make a barbecue sauce with this. Yeah. 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 I feel like yeah. like a I bourbon maple yeah. glazed
0: yeah. chicken. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that. The cherry notes. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. With like that, I think. Yeah. What a. This I'm would be say? a
2: great bourbon to mm-hmm. make some absolute BBQ.
0: Um, I will. I want to say that I'm gonna sit closer with Oscar at two point seven five only because. This one I feel leaned heavier into the sweetness, and I, I do like sweet. My palate is sweeter, but I feel like it. I didn't get enough barrel in comparison to like the cherry sweetness. Versus with Prohibition, I feel like it was, although equally complex, I feel that Prohibition kind of gave me that. I got I it. Sounds so fucking pretentious, but gave me more of the story of it with the progression of the flavor. You, you could, you could
2: drink their story
0: yeah versus this yeah. is this is very much medicine you know we we made it palatable we made it drinkable it's still a phenomenal bourbon it's just for me i'm going to lean towards that towards that 2.7 um realm just because it is a little bit
2: sweet mm-hmm. i don't know that i'd make an old fashioned out of this
0: oh god no i would not make
2: an old it out of this. this.
0: yeah absolutely now a manhattan oh hell yeah. i would make a manhattan out of this uh, and not make it, it
2: depends on what sweet vermouth you use
0: if it's a dryer yeah, I think we would have to go to the dryer and yeah. add a sweeter one.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to balance but that But yeah, out.
0: no, adding, adding any kind of simple to this plus, plus any kind of a cherry, yeah. no, I'm, I, I would do
2: that. I'd get a less sweeter vermouth and mm-hmm. some bitters, and you're good to go with this. So
0: we got a 2.7, 2.75, and a 2.5 for the well ratings. Done. This um, is good bourbon. Let us know how you guys enjoyed it. If you go out and grab this bottle, I'm not sure if it's— Don't rate it on their first sip.
2: Yes. Let the first sip settle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be It also harsh. just came out.
1: Like yeah. They just bottled this. Yeah, <laughs> nice.
0: I, I like. It. Honestly, I mean, it's. I'm excited to see where it goes. It's probably going to get 18 awards from California, but minimum San Francisco. Minimum, <laughs> minimum from San Francisco. But, um, yeah, San Francisco exactly. San Francisco's going to follow. Go, all over go get say, it before it becomes a hundred dollar award. I think San Francisco's
1: going to make up a new award for I'll it. I'll tell you what. I'm inter-
0: I would be interested to see what their weeded tastes like, because if this one is yeah. As so sweet the as two is, they
1: had were. They weren't. It wasn't weeded. It was this one two more. The other two were like thirty seven bucks. Yeah. Um,
0: I would. I would definitely be interested in seeing. One the was a is. small
1: batch, but not a not not the barrel proof. And then the other one, I forget what the other one was. Awesome. Well, guys, but, thank you so way, much
0: for joining us on another episode. Remember, you can find us all on our own socials. Uh, mine is that lifting agent on TikTok and Instagram. Oscar.
1: Oscar the Realtor. Oscar the Realtor CEO. And uh, the Colorado real estate guy. Yeah. On. TikTok, Instagram, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, some people might, might want to see those tattoos,
0: buddy. Hey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I got them to show them off, baby.
0: They also tell a story. Hey, I like it. I like it. Uh, but if you guys want to get in touch with us, remember this is 24-7. You can drop a call, leave us a voice message, send us a text. And again, keep registering for those weed points with our phone number because it's helping out a lot did you say weed, <laughs> so, weed points yeah they're putting our phone number down at dispensaries for their for their points back oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> colorado baby jeez i didn't, but
2: I, didn't I didn't know that. you,
0: you <laughs> can reach out to us at any time resotr at com is the email give us a phone call or a text 303-578-0263 as always guys thanks for being with us we're happy to yep. do this for you uh, cheers you now the mile cheers.
2: high perspective is a whole nother thing <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the weekly video version. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective.